Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Domini Celebri we have here today, and she believes in the power of transformation through embodied creativity. It is her mission to empower communities of women to connect to their inner guidance, be wildly creative, and shine on. Domini is a healer, artist, and advocate for your soul. She has helped thousands of women worldwide live deeply happy lives for over 25 years. The synthesis of her knowledge came together in the highly acclaimed book, which I have to say I just finished reading and love, Painting the Landscape of Your Soul, A Journey of Self-Discovery. Thank you so much for being with me on my show, Domini. It is I, my I have, pleasure. <laughs> I have loved your book, and I love the art in your book. Mm. And a little intimidated, like, oh, can I do that? <laughs> um, but... Um, I want to start first with, I have no artist background at all. I, I, I don't think I have an ounce of talent anywhere, you know. Um, but you came from an artist family. And right before we got on, you said you had to live through that. You had to, you know. Reprogram. Right. <laughs> so how did that happen? <laughs> Well, you know, there's that pressure of ancestral ancestral stories. Like we all have them, whatever they are. For mine, my 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 people were painters, and they painted things that looked like things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, ever since a little kid, I wanted to be an artist, you know. And I tried to paint things that look like things, and I could do it, but they didn't have juice to them. And, you know, I went to art school and uh, it was at one point I was showing my mother my paintings and she's like, do you need therapy? <laughs> and I was like, from your mother, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they were just, um, they Flat? were just wild. No, they were just wild. Oh. And they were just not classical styled paintings. Oh, so you broke out in, in yeah. art school. That's yeah. unusual. Usually they kind of kill that part. <laughs> well, I didn't go. I didn't go for my masters. I think if I went for my masters, everybody I know that did a masters had their creativity killed. Ah, that's too bad. Yeah, but at some point before I went to college, I do remember talking to a friend of my mom's who uh, was an art therapist, mm -hmm. and she did art therapy way in the beginning. And she's like, "It's not about art. You're just going to get thrown across the room." And I was like, "Well, I don't want to do that." Right. In hindsight. I actually think I am doing creativity, deep insights. I don't want to call it therapy. Yeah. Deep therapy, you know, yeah. but. Um, but it so, kind yeah. of is because it, you're totally uncovering is. yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about therapy as dealing with the past mm -hmm. and how, you know, what's going on. And the process that I do, the SoulScape process is really about, you know, what is stuck in you right now? And how right. do you untangle that now to live as your fullest self? Mm -hmm. So when I tell you I had to unprogram all my art school trainings, 
I absolutely yeah. did. Because, you know, there's this thing that you're, you're creating for a product. Mm-hmm. And this whole process is truly a process of self-discovery. It's not about what it looks like at the end. So when you said earlier that you don't have a creative bone in your body, it's like, right. I don't know, your lipstick and shirt are matching. That is a creative <laughs> process. No, I'm dead serious. I have the earrings too, the <laughs> You know, I think a lot of people think creative, when we talk about creativity, the very first thing is like, I'm not an artist. I'm like, well, thank God you're not. You know, artist is a, (laughs) being an artist is a propensity, just like being an accountant or Mm -hmm. a lawyer or a healer. You know, it's like, it's, it's something that's in your bones that you can understand. But we are all creative. Mm -hmm. We're creative in how we cook how we manage our time and our day, how we decorate our house. And it's beautifully and unique for each of us. And I do think creativity is a life force. I, you know, it, it, what it, and I am the artist because they can drop into a world and go away from reality. This is my perception. That's totally your perception. To drop into a world that I can't seem to get into that world to disappear into it. And I want that. <laughs> I really think artists most of the time are like twirling around in their head going, oh, my God, I can't do this. Oh, my God, this isn't right. Oh, my God. I'm a little, little. I mean, oh, they're, yeah. in their, they're in their inner critic yeah, as much as yeah. the rest of us. Right. You know, and so the question I would ask you is where do you, where in your life do you get involved in something and lose track of time? That editing that we were talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's like we all have a slipstream. Mm-hmm. We all have this place where we really get out of our head and we're back into our body and we're kind of in that direct line of communication I honestly don't feel lately like I have that, Mm. you know, that I I just, well, first of all, I feel uh, like I'm, I'm in a chaotic soup, you know, and, and the world is chaos. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's, it's all I can do to keep my aura intact around me and, and get to the next thing, which is not good because it cuts out. So it's it's just a terrible feeling, really. It's a horrible feeling, absolutely. Right. I know. You're I not it. alone. I know. That's the part. You know, if I were alone, I'd feel like I can go get somebody like you or somebody to help anchor me and bring me back. But there's nobody out there who's not, doesn't seem to be in this with me. The whole world is chaotic right now. Right. And but by honestly, the way, this is August of 2022 because this podcast will go out and it can be any time. So this is August of 2022. <laughs> and, you know, I hope nobody looks back at this and says, that was nothing. Where do you see what's coming? <laughs> yeah, I think that too, right? I know. I know. So having your book out there now is a perfect time to as you say in your book, to come back to yourself. And that's yeah. one of the the parts of it, to come back to yourself. But before we go there, um, one thing I have to say is I don't think you can know yourself. I don't think unless you use the creativity or something else, I, I, my belief is you can't know yourself. You just right. don't know, you know. I mean, you've seen it with people. Maybe you've seen it with yourself where 
we do things and then we'll say something about somebody else. Well, she always does that. Who would want to do that? And everybody's looking at you like, you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think knowing yourself is being reflective, like you just mentioned, like noticing how, like, and you said this before we went on the call, like, you know, something keeps showing up and you're like, Mm oh, sorry, that was directed to me. <laughs> you know, I think Got it show up two yeah. or three times, like pretty close in your universe. It's like, pay attention. Yeah. It's like right. our energy is speaking to us in a gazillion different ways. Right, that's true. And I think knowing yourself is... I mean, we know ourselves to a point. It's those hidden parts. Well, I, I also think, you know, and this is my own personal journey, that um, what I understood, at, what I understand now as my bravado, mm-hmm. I saw as my personality. So right? Explain that. Um, so I grew up in a part of Philadelphia, an Italian part of Philadelphia. So we're all like loud and tough and you know yeah you can, yeah, yeah you know just like bravado yeah, you know yeah. like you know so you got a bunch of jersey in you <laughs> well or south philly either way yeah, you know and yeah. so you're kind of bumping through the world with all this defense on you mm-hmm. you know and for me underneath it i was just this fragile creature that was so open and wide open that the only way i can get through life was with all this bravado mm-hmm and that I thought was my personality. And so like, I think people like take on the bravado of their job, of the people they hang with, you know? And so they're all ways that we identify ourselves. but I don't think it's who we are always, you know? And that is only through the practices, whether that's embodied creativity or meditation or Tai Chi or whatever we do. Mm-hmm. They're all the ways that we get to know what's our self, you know, right. who our self is. And I think that's so important because otherwise, you know, we're just twirling and whirling like the rest of us. I know. I and making up a whole bunch of stories about ourselves too. Oh, yeah. Well, we have to explain that weirdness that we just did. <laughs> <laughs> we got to come up with a reason for that. <laughs> I know. I know. So how did you get from being in art school Oops, to sorry. to realize in the um, how your paintings were talking back to you, were tell, were showing you, where you know um, that you could see yourself so clearly. Well, your mother did, <laughs> but then you did. <laughs> I think in between the time that my mother asked me if I needed therapy and the time that I wrote the book. It was probably 30 years. And so somewhere in, um, I think what what brought it forth is somewhere in the journey, you know, I tried the art scene. I had shows all around the world. Oh, wonderful me, right? You know, and then, and then I just was like, this is not working, you know. But that does feel good. <laughs> oh, it feels really yeah. good. but. Yeah. You know, for for that, and talk about that bravado, like all I felt like I was doing was tap, tap dancing on a stage mm-hmm. and waiting for tomatoes to get yeah. thrown at me, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is a horrible feeling, yeah. you know? And so, you know, I went from there into learning um, energy medicine and then acupuncture. Mm-hmm. And at the same time I learned acupuncture, I also 
I mean, and I think spirit dropped this to me. They um, that's I quite learned, a jump from artist to acupuncture. That no, to me is I mean, quite it a was. Jump. Yeah, um, but I found this beautiful quote somewhere early on, and it said something to the effect that being a healer and the artist are the same energy. Mm-hmm. And you and, talk about that in your book. Oh, do I? Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I really felt that gave me such solace. Like, I didn't feel like I was giving up the thing that's most important to me. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was leaning to the left or to the right for a little while. And then, you know, I would find my way back. And incorporate. And incorporate. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I even had that in my head. Like, I did it, I did art because it's the thing that makes me feel alive. Mm hmm. But I didn't know how to incorporate it. Yeah. You know, and so when I learned shamanism, which is around that same time, and, you know, the way that spirit was talking to me was through images. And I was like, oh, cool. So, like, you know, some people have notebooks. Well, I had mm-hmm. just a bunch of drawings. Yeah. But again, I, I just didn't integrate it all. And it wasn't until, and it's mentioned in the book as well, I was sitting in meditation and or shamanic journey, I can't remember at this point, but I was mm-hmm. in contemplation and I was really, I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't doing fully what I needed to do in this world. Like I felt like there was another gift to come out. And I literally in this journey saw this big tomb of a book drop onto my ba- my lap and it was pink and as they as the pages flipped i saw a title i saw the title and i saw chapters and i saw images and it was pink and i heard write this book and i'm like uh, okay yeah, sure yeah, you know yeah, and I, yeah. I stumbled out of the journey like i suck at english like i must have had soul loss all through any type of language skills in grade school because mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I don't have that capacity and I remember saying to a friend of mine I was like color shape and form is the language I can communicate in mm-hmm. but it's certainly not words and I think this happens to all of us like when something shows up that really resonates with us people show up to help mm-hmm. I had friends I was, you know, just saying, ha ha spirit told me to write a book blah 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 and they're like yeah. well I'm an editor I'll help you I'll help give you structure. Like people showed up over and over again. Talk about getting trapped, though. <laughs> you then couldn't turn that down. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I was mm-hmm. afraid. Yeah. yeah. You know, I really was afraid, you know, afraid to uh, like, who am I to have that voice to to who am I to share what I know to the world? Like, you know, I, you know, you talk about your buttons getting pushed. Mm hmm. It got pushed, but there also was like, somehow I allowed a whole day each week to write. Like people showed up, like, it was like spirit kind of made room in my life for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, you know, to this day, I'm still all inspired. Every other time I try to write now, it's like, oh my God, I don't have any time. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And or I, think, I have to clean my house. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the difference between living in the world of your head mm-hmm. versus your heart. You know, our head makes time limits on ourselves. Right. It, um, you know, there's the shoulda, woulda, couldaves. There's all this stuff that stops us in the way. But when we're when we're fully in our heart, like, I feel like, you know, there's a, um, I think the heart math people talk about 
the energy of the heart project, projects like 15 feet. Mm-hmm. And so I think about it, it's like the heart energy goes forward and clears all the crap out of the way. You know, it makes a path for you to go forward. So, okay, uh, that leads us right into how do you get in your body? <laughs> how do you get there? <laughs> right, right. So I'm one of those people that starts talking and then figures out what I'm saying afterwards. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the audience too, you know. I mean, people say, I said, you don't understand. I hear it when it comes out of my mouth too. <laughs> Before that, I don't know about it. <laughs> right, I always say that, you know, I always say that, um, teachers always teach what they need to know the most mm-hmm. you know and so yeah. like what do i talk about all the time how to get out of your head and back into your heart mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like and, ding, 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 ding. and that's why it was so surprising to me that you went from art to acupuncture to me one is heart and one is head oh, no. and, and i didn't see the interconnection the type of acupuncture i practice is five element acupuncturist acupuncture and it's very Taoist based so mm-hmm. it's about, um, I'll geek out just for two minutes or one minute. It's yeah. it's really about being present with the person and listening to what they're asking for instead of having an agenda, you know, like back pain, all that. Yeah, that can get fixed, but that's not the juice of it. A person wants to live as their fullest self. And, and as a five-element acupuncturist, that's what I'm listening for. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's okay. the points that do. So in a way, they are so congruent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the, the academics of learning anything, even the fact that red and blue make purple, you know, yeah, is an academic yeah. conversation. True. But, you know, once we, once we have the structure of the education, the juices, then we drop into our heart, mm-hmm. you know. The then you reason- can let go of the head. In well, other words, you have the information. Yeah. Right. Like, how clean <laughs> is your house right now, right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my Zoom corner. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I mean, it's like, for me, it's like, if I get, if I get pushed into something that my, uh, if I meet resistance, and I, that resistance we know is inner critic, right? For me, I start eating corn chips and feel bad about myself and binge TV. Mm-hmm. Um, then if it's really, if I'm really being pushed, then I clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, as we said, you know, that was my thing. I can't create until my house is clean. Right. Well, I've got the best critic in the world cause that'll shut anything down. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, we all have these critics and mm-hmm. I think the first step is to recognize the patterns that show up and to be really mindful of those patterns are showing up because we are at a precipice of change. And I don't mean like changing your whole life. I mean, it could Mm. be just like one minuscule little step, but our inner critic perceives that little step as like huge. Yeah, it's like oh yeah. no, you got to clean that toilet again. You know, or yeah, yeah. I <laughs> see a piece of dust. <laughs> right, and so that's why the embodied part is super important. And so I recently just realized all this talking um, on my podcast and in blogs is I'm talking about steps all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And so step one is intention. Step one is like I just want to know what is blocking me right now you know and that Mm -hmm. i always think of intention is like the arrow to the heart yeah right you know i think that's a nice way to put it yeah and sometimes we go into 
um, some journaling or contemplation and we were like, oh, what the hell's going on? You know, we just start mm-hmm. waiting for it to happen. And then we can sometimes put the intention, like, I really want to know why I do this pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And I liken that as if I would say, hey, Barb, go over there versus Barb, would you go stand next to that table there? Like, it just makes it a little bit more specific. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I think that's like step one of this beautiful process of coming back inside. Because first you got to like halt <laughs> the chaos, right? Yeah. And, you know, and you go, okay, wait, hold on, wait, intention. I, I, I just want to take a pause for a minute. <laughs> I want to like come back into my body. And then step two is saying, oh, sorry, I don't even think in step one you're thinking about coming back to your body. It's mm-hmm. just that pause button. And then you're like, for me, it's step two. It's like, okay, we have to come out of our head and down to our body. So that's a life going, a, a lifelong process of right. when your head is running the show versus your heart. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so most like, of us don't know how to do that. Oh, boy, I think in kindergarten, mm-hmm. <laughs> nursery school, <laughs> yeah. we should have had some energy management skills. Personally. Yeah, but who's going to teach them? You know, because that's the other part. All the adults don't know how to do that. I know. know. You know, so coming into your body, you know, we're talking about it as coming in to listen to your your heart, your soul, blah, blah, blah. But coming into your body calms the crazy in the head, gives you a sense of being centered and grounded. Like, And so if you just do this practice that Mm -hmm. I'll share with you in a little bit, and you take nothing else, like taking a pencil to paper, right. it will change your life because you are taking control of the crazy. You know, you are taking, you're, you're bringing yourself back into your body. And when you're center, centered and grounded and clear, you can make choices that are right for you. Why are we so afraid to do that? Why is there so much resistance to it? Well, uh, you know, that this might is be only... two different questions. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think any of these are different questions. I think we're in a nonlinear conversation, and our head is going, "Whoa, we want structure," and our heart's yeah, like, yeah. "It's about time we're having these questions." Right? right? Let go of me. <laughs> or just, I, you know, I think we can't take our head away. You know, she's really good at helping us drive a car and figure out how to put furniture together. But you know. It's like when we want to do things that mean a lot to us that aren't the social norm, we have to know how to manage the head. Right. You know, I think when we get our head and our heart and body kind of lined up a little bit more, it is more easeful. Mm -hmm. But I think why are we afraid? You know, one is we haven't been supported to be our unique selves. I mean, I think you get younger kids now that are getting supported that way. And that is such a beautiful thing to see. It makes me almost cry. Mm. But most of us, most of who are listening to these podcasts, you know, we weren't cultivated. Right. We didn't have the freedom to have the flow. We were like fit into the societal constraint. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, you need to make a living. Yeah. Right. You got to make a living. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever that is, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. Anyway, so I think we, it's a big deal to, to break social norms, to break um, family, family stuff, all of it. Mm -hmm. And just our own habits, 
You know, right. of, of right. you know, if I'm going to be creative, my mind is in there saying, "Okay, how are you going to do this?" <laughs> yeah. right. Which pretty well shuts it right down. You right. know, because I don't know the answer, and right. the answer is not in my head, really. As you point out in your book, the answer is not in your head. No. So let's go back to what that feels like, if if that's okay with you. Oh yeah. What I like to do is do a short quote-unquote meditation mm -hmm. just so we can all ex kind of feel into this yeah yeah good um so i'm going to invite you to just soften your eyes for a minute mm -hmm. um, and here's a little cue when your eyes are soft you're already dropping into your heart space and the opposite of that is like when you're trying to figure something out you put your glasses on you're reading yeah, you're looking yeah. you're thinking thinking you soften your eyes. You're not even. What in does that head. mean? Soften your eyes. Okay, so like this is looking. Oh wait, I'm. Yeah, this you're, is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're. You're on audio. I'm on but audio. But I got okay. it. Yeah. yeah. So just imagine what it's like when you are you, you get furniture from from IKEA or something mm. that you have to put together, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're reading the instructions, yeah. right? And you're reading, and you're trying to make sense of them, and you feel it. Your eyebrows get crunch together and your mm -hmm. eyes get tiny and then what happens you start breathing slower you're hunching shoulders you know right. you're shallow breathing yeah you're rolling i call it panting <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. and so that's that's the realm of the mind in uh, a hyper vigilant state right mm -hmm. um now imagine if you would that you were uh at the edge of a lake or the ocean Right? Mm -hmm. and you're just feeling the breezes and just notice what happens to your body as I say right. this. you're feeling the breezes and you're kind of gazing that's a really nice word gazing out to the horizon mm -hmm. and you're kind of just taking in the atmosphere the light the dappling of the light on the water you know there's a softness that's happening in your body yeah you may have some stories of what you think about is in the water, but it's okay. Like mm -hmm. you're you're extending into this place of dreaming, of okay. imagination, of expansion. And when you're doing that, you are not looking at that boat, trying to think about what what kind of boat is that? How mm -hmm. fast is it going? You know, that's your mind kicking in. Because yeah. when you're in your heart space you were fully in your body and expanded at the same time. And, you know, that takes some time to relax, be okay too. with. Yeah. 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 Right. And so if you just think about softening your eyes, it's like you can, you can certainly shut your eyes, but if you just allow your eyes to just gaze down lightly, mm -hmm. right. And then you just bring your awareness, you know, just take a moment and just notice what you feel like in your body. You know, notice the places that are tight, notice the places that are uh, uncomfortable, notice that you want to go to sleep, notice everything, right? And then feel the weight of you on your chair. Now, obviously, if you're driving, please do this at a different time, right? <laughs> You'd be surprised that I actually have to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so feel the weight of your body on your chair, Feel your feet on the ground, whether you have shoes on or not. And if you are lying flat, it's all good. You can still do this, right? So soft eyes, butt on the chair, feet on the ground, right? 
It's like you're setting yourself up. Now, because energy follows your intention, follows where you're, where, what you're thinking about, bring your awareness to your breath. Bring your breath down to your chest. Let it land into your belly. Come down into your hips, down your legs, and all the way to the bottom of your feet. Wiggle your toes. I call this breath, belly, feet. And if you just keep doing this practice, it takes all the twirly and whirly of your head and redirects it down to your feet. Now, I know this is a super quick exercise, and you can keep doing this forever, right? You want to do this exercise as often as you can because it creates muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And I do believe in healing miraculous healings, miracles, all of those things. But I think the resistance that we have is we have this beautiful body of heavy mass energy. Mm -hmm. and it Density, takes, yeah. It, you, you need to change the body, mind, spirit, muscle memory to hold the experience of miracle and change. So breath, belly, feet not only starts you coming down from your head and into your body, it also, again, it creates that sense of being centered, mm -hmm. grounded, because your energy is down at your feet. It, I think of, um, I don't know, when you were a kid, there was that punching bag that was a clown that was kind of weighted at the bottom. Now, I remember, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I know this is super it weird. It would punch you, you back, that thing. <laughs> right. When you pushed it, yeah. It never lost its center, though. Like, mm -hmm. it always came back. And in a way, yeah. I think breath, belly, feet is how you feel. Like, you bring all your awareness to your feet, and it's the furthest place from your head on your body, right? Mm -hmm. So you can come all the way down, and that twirling slows down, just like the little punching thing. You know, you yeah. it comes back to center. And why breath, belly, feet? is important is, if, again, if you just take it here and do this often, when you are in a crisis, you get a flat tire on the road. You're in a shopping cart line and it's taking really long. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, life is going to hell in an ambassador. Are you doing the Ikea furniture? <laughs> <laughs> All of it. You know, yeah. really, if you do breath, belly, feet, it kind of... Um, takes your energy, and here we are on podcasts again, it, it brings your, uh, visually what it does, it brings your energy down closer to your body, so it pulls your energy in and then pulls your energy down. Mm -hmm. You know, and so in the breath, belly, feet exercise you just did, you may have noticed that you're just kind of landing inside. Mm -hmm. right? You're pulling your soul into your body. Because I tend pulling. to think a lot of times we're out of body, our energy, our souls out of body. Yeah, <laughs> I think I we're know, mostly most of out time. of our bodies. Yeah. So this pulls it back in, and it feels great. Yeah, I mean, and it it's great. really, I think our being really wants to be down and in ourselves. Right. You know. I mean, and, that's you know, why we took a body to be here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So here we are. And I really believe our body, I, I like to say our body holds the roadmap for our transformation. Mm -hmm. And our body guides us by feelings and sensations. Okay, so I know all of us, like when life is going to hell in a handbasket, the last thing you want to do is feel. Like, so you yeah, automatically yeah. are leaving yourselves. Right. 
I'm right? out of you know, here. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm out of here. And if it's really bad, you're really out of here. I think in mm-hmm. shamanism, they call that a soul retrieval when you're bringing your parts back in. Other energy medicines do that same action. They call it something different. Mm-hmm. But it's about bringing all your parts back in. Mm-hmm. You know, and so once you're in, you know, you're solid, you're grounded, you're firm, there's no holes, nothing else can get in other people's ideas or bad moods like the benefit of coming down and inside is remarkable but that's Mm -hmm. only step two (laughs) yeah yeah you could just see right there and you know it's like one again intention (laughs) thank you <laughs> it was like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. It's so, I mean, but you yeah. know, I, I realized that I was in my head, guess, now I'm in my body. <laughs> I mean, I talk about breath, belly, feet 90% of the time. And I started really thinking of, like, why am I doing that? And it's because of all these layers. Yeah. Like, it can just allow you to get out of an anxious moment right? Mm -hmm. It can give you access to yourself. It can allow you to feel calm and centered. And more importantly, you start feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, and so if our body holds this roadmap, and I I liken this to if you ever look at an acupuncture doll or a chart, there's all these pathways. Yeah. And in five element acupuncture, each of those points lead you to your highest expression. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there's the roadmap, how I like to think of about it. Yeah. And so yeah. our body is guiding us. You're by, back in your head there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't help it. But this is what we the do. We go map, out yeah. and back and out yeah, and back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, and I think it's important just to know when mm-hmm. you're out and when you're back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the difference in the feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Right. Those two things. You're either like, oh, or. I know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That clown is a perfect example of having mm-hmm. your center. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I don't know if a 20-year-old will remember that clown, but I don't know. No, I don't think they would. But, you yeah. know, it's like we're not talking to 20-year-olds generally on this group, in this group. <laughs> Probably not. My yeah. gals are not, no, they're not that young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when so, you come down to, like, step three is actually just feeling. You know, Mm -hmm. placing your hands on your heart and just feeling. And, you know, this is where the embodied creativity, this is the slipstream of where this creativity for transformation happens. Mm -hmm. Because you already have this overall intention, like I want to, you know, explore what's holding me back. Mm -hmm. You know, it's out there. (laughs) Your soul's heard it, spirit's heard it, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, you and know, your friends you to, are sick of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of it. You know, we're yeah, all sick of yeah. it. But, you know, if we ask our head that, <laughs> I'd be like, you know, if you're if you've done a lot of therapy and you've done a lot of self work, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I believe that this is my family history because we had blah, 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 blah. That's right. a head talk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like to untangle, to truly untangle without the resistance of the head, it's where you start doing some free writing or allowing your body to move. Or my favorite is with color, shape, and form, because those things are in the realm of the unconscious as well. And Mm -hmm. we are really talking about deep bone unconscious healing, not the healing of the head. You know, that comes secondary. So 
Do I have time for a little story around this? Because I think yeah. this. Um, I was We're not doing, taking a break this time. <laughs> okay. I, like I said, I can, yeah. I can keep going. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. When I first um, found my way into embodied creativity, uh, uh, in, intuitive painting class, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, she's like, okay, well, just, you know, let your body lead the way. <laughs> yeah. I needed to know, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, after some time, I found myself just really feeling into my body and feeling into, like, I don't know, maybe my left shoulder. My left shoulder said green box. Okay, I paint a green box. And, you mm-hmm. know, I go on and on and on and on. And then finally, at some point, it was like, oh, red bow. Okay, blah, 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 blah. And then it was like tree over there. And when I had stepped back, I realized I had painted a Christmas tree. Oh, wow. (laughs) And my birthday's on Christmas. And when I stepped back even further, there were two of me. One was alive and one was not alive. Hmm. And I had this flush of understanding that I had a twin and my twin died. And I had all this survival's guilt. Now, can I, you know, my mom's not around, so I couldn't ask her. Yeah. You know, a lot of women don't even know if they've given up a twin, you know, if they've lost a twin. But I know in the deepest part of my bones that this was true. Mm -hmm. There was two boxes, two names, two girls. Wow, wow. And I was like, now, I couldn't make that up if I tried. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that 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 understanding led mm-hmm. to decades of you know just working with that, um, looking at the survival's guilt, if survivor's right. guilt, if you will, and like getting to be friends <laughs> with well, my twin. You know what struck me is all your life you've been missing your twin mm-hmm. and not knowing who you were missing. Right. And that's, you know, that's a lot. Yeah, That's a a lot of searching with no idea of what you're searching for. And I would have never caught in there with my head. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But you did it through the art. Right, I did it through green box, green Mm -hmm. box, red bow. So to back up, you went to, okay, feel my body. And what is tight? What is jumping out at me? What, What? You know, as you said in your book at one point, when's the last time you asked your elbow how you were feeling, how it was feeling? (laughs) Right. And, you know, and some people get intimidated by paint. And, you know, and so I do a monthly Creative Alchemy membership. Some people just write. And Mm -hmm. some people collage. And some people move. Right. And some people paint. You know, it's like it doesn't matter how your body talks to you. These are all different ways into talking to our soul as I like Mm -hmm. to think about it you know and so and then there's layers like you can't just jump in you know you can just jump in and start painting but it's more powerful is I start people with movement so Mm -hmm. like if you have that place in your body what would that feel like to move it what makes it better what makes it hurt what what can you mirror that feeling Mm-hmm. You know, and then from there, it's like, are there words that want to come out, like free journaling, you know, because that helps the mind discharge a little right, bit. Right, And then you go into the painting, and then you ebb and flow. And, you know, that is the long and beautiful practice of this. But 
when I was, um, I used to do the, these painting classes in my acupuncture practice in the waiting room. <laughs> so the waiting room <laughs> had all this paint and paper, and you know, people just thought I was whacked, but it didn't matter, right? Yeah. But I suddenly was looking at it one day, and I thought, people are doing the same exact healing journey as they do in a massage or in an acupuncture treatment or any other kind of healing. Like the the t- healing, the journey, mm-hmm. you know, the journey of healing is right here. And it was like, boom, like the creative process is not just a process to feel good. It is profoundly transformative mm-hmm. in these ways. Like, you know, and I still have people say, oh, I can't even draw a straight line. I'm like, okay. Right, or as, as my niece said to me, but you can't think it. <laughs> well, you know, in other words, it's, yeah, it. yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and let me back up a little bit on that. My, my, cause, you know, my audience doesn't know this unless I've told you a million times that could happen. Um, but I have a niece who's an artist. And I, every time I go into a gallery or museum, I think, I could do this. Yeah. And she said to me, yeah, but you can't think it. And I thought, oh, my God, that's it. That's it right there. And you're bypassing, which is what I loved about. You're bypassing the think. Right. What, what was a block to me of I have to know what I'm going to create before I create it, you know, which yeah. was, a, as you call it, the critic, you right. know. Oh, well, that stops back to cleaning the house, you right. know. But, um in using your body, you're able to bypass that right. critic that I have to think it, I have to know it, I have to make it look like something. Right. I and mean, using I, your I think, body to do it. Right. I think coming, you know, this whole process of breath, belly, feet, and feeling, you know, keeps you in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're in the present moment, you are in the slipstream. And what I mean by that is you are in direct line of communication to that higher aspect of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, that's where, you know, probably how you got into making podcasts, like you got into this right. slipstream <laughs> moment and it's like, da-da, you should be doing podcasts and, uh-huh. and we all have them. You know, I should like, I should change jobs or I should move, you know, we all have these when we kind of get into that space that is right here, right now, mm-hmm. and in direct line of communication. And, and that's just a sweet spot to be in, yeah. you know. And, you know, the more we do the practice, the more we can, like, get into the world of the head and mm-hmm. then recognize when our head has decided she wants to run the show. And, like, how do you keep ebbing and flowing because we are living changing beings right you know how do we keep coming from head to heart to body to heart to bed you know and just coming back and forth you know it's like you know you, you had said earlier you know you had thought i was a really controlled woman until you saw me paint <laughs> yeah you know it's like you know trying to hold on too tight doesn't serve any of us and mm-hmm. if we can have an outlet whether it's to make something look pretty or to just laugh or dance or scream or tumble right. or whatever we have to do. It's like our body has to move. Like in acupuncture theory, if something stops, it creates illness. Yeah. So if we're holding everything too tight, you know, nothing thrives. And that's not the way to live, you know, our highest expression. 
Or at least then, that's in my world. <laughs> that, But then you have me mm-hmm. who doesn't know how to do it and mm-hmm. honestly gets stopped right there, gets stuck right there. Mm-hmm. And in your book, you have call and response. Mm-hmm. And that to me was a big eye opener. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you want to talk about what that is? Yeah, I, that's actually a super wonderful exercise. And those of you who are able right now, if you can um, grab a pencil or a piece of paper or your phone, if it has a note app that you can draw on, try, you know, take a moment and try this with us. So, when we get out of our head, right, you know, so if I say red, you'll say blue, like in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when we get back into that slipstream, right, so our, our intention is to explore a call and response with our body, right? Mm-hmm. There's our intention. Let's take a moment, do a couple breath, belly, feet, breathings by softening your eyes, feeling your toes on the ground, right? And then I'm going to say a couple words, and we're going to do this in a couple different ways. I'm going to invite you just to notice where that word lands in your body, okay? And then we'll take it a little further, and we're going to have you express what that word is in your body, right? Did you notice I didn't say draw? I just said express, okay? So do a breath, belly, feet. And just take a moment and really just feel what it feels like just to land back into yourself for a minute. Mm-hmm. It is it's such good. a precious gift. Yeah. yeah, it's yummy. When we're in breath, belly, feet, I think we build energy in our body. Mm-hmm. So we restore ourselves. Okay. So the word is knife. Where do you feel that in your body? Take the very first thing that comes, if you can, put your hands on it. Yeah. I know that was a weird word, right? Well, it's a weird place it landed, too. It landed yeah, right. on my left shoulder. Right. So <laughs> it's in your left bring shoulder. I it into my belly, but it landed on my left right. shoulder. Right. See, you tried. Anytime <clears throat> you say the word try, we are in our head. I know. I know. Right? And that's why this is so good for me, because it's, right. it brings me out of my head. Exactly. So in your knife, in the knife in your shoulder, that sensation, right? Not the knife in your shoulder, right? but that feeling. Just get real quiet for a minute and see if there is a color that pops in when you check into that area. I have green. Okay, green. Mm -hmm. So if you had a green crown in front of you, right? Now you can mirror this um, just with your hands, Barb, if you look at me, I'm going to just pretend that you're holding a pen and you can right. put it on a piece of paper if you want. Kind of bring your awareness back to that place in your shoulder. You mm-hmm. got a green pen and just start moving your pen to mirror what it feels like in there. So it can be all kinds of jiggery, jaggery, uh, round and smooth. doesn't matter. Just keep allowing things to move. And we're just going to do that for about 10 seconds. See, mine went to a box, and then it went to a hard box. Good. And then it stopped. Okay. (laughs) And it stopped probably because your mind was like, what 
in the world do boxes have to do with right yeah and then what else do i do now the knife can't get in there because it's a hard box (laughs) okay so that's this is brilliant so that is really how your mind kicks in and Mm -hmm. stops you from the precipice of change (laughs) right yeah there we go let me me show you a block (laughs) (laughs) right box yeah okay and so then ask yourself like what go back to that energy in your shoulder mm-hmm. and what three forget about the box the box is there the box okay. is in the past right what three things can i do can show up right now in this area what three things can you do can show up on the paper take the very first three things that show up okay this is the them. weirdest thing a but cupcake even better a cupcake okay a cupcake, a cupcake. That's yeah. number one. What's number two? I didn't get past cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> Got blocked. No, no, um, it's all right. Your mind was trying to process cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> What's another thing? It's like a cup that goes over my shoulder. A cup and, that goes over your shoulder? Yeah, not a cup, but a, some kind of a protecting, um, almost like an old warrior thing. Okay, so a warrior cloak over your shoulder. Right. Okay, and what's the next thing? My next thing was removing it, getting it off. I want it off. (laughs) Okay, let's go to the fourth thing then, because we're just going to just want. Because I'm stuck on that one. (laughs) Okay, let me see. It's freedom. It's that thing's a lack of freedom. Okay. Yeah. So these are all true about it. Mm -hmm. So ask for a color now for that area. How would, how would you, let's say, how do I had green at the beginning. Yeah. You had green. But I'm asking for a different color. Well, this is kind of how we do the process, right? So first you get green, you scribble green, you get stuck. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, what are three things I can do? When can we got the cupcake, <laughs> we have the the warrior, and then we have the way to get rid of we have the need or desire to remove it. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's like we're asking for the next step. So that could okay. be a color, that could be a shape. So let's think about it this way then. How would it feel if you drew the cupcake? How would it feel? Yeah, how would that area it, it feel? Feel good because I'm going away from that restriction. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. so in this process, I would say then do the cupcake, draw the cupcake, mm-hmm. like whatever okay. has the most energy is the thing you put. What had on. come up was red, and then gray, but I'm seeing that restriction thing. Okay, you know? so your mind is telling you what's going on, mm-hmm. but your the language of the body is by feelings and sensations and color and sound and you know is color, shape and form. So. Right. What we're doing is one little step at a time. Like at a certain point, your mind doesn't hold on so tight. So then you can just like swirl green around for a while. Okay. Yeah. You know, or you can do a cupcake. Then the next thing shows up. But Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily about the images or the shoulder or the um, the knife that we started right. with. It's yeah. more, it's like, this is the way in. And then we're just allowing the energy to move by externally moving or writing or drawing. Mm-hmm. 
the fact yeah. that you have this sense of this warrior cloak, you know, this may be a little past life thing, which mm -hmm. happens, right? Yeah. You know, there's this warrior cloak in the shoulder, and there's this knowing that when it gets removed, you have a greater sense of freedom. Yeah, right? I have free now, movement. Yeah. Right. So you could And by the way, I have nothing wrong with my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you don't. Like, yeah. we all get things like this. Yeah, yeah. So you could do some free writing around this. Mm -hmm. And free writing is automatic writing or? Yeah, yeah. That's another I, word for it? Yeah. You know, it's just like, I have this thing in my shoulder. It feels like this. Oh, I saw green. Oh, I see a warrior's outfit. I want freedom. I want freedom. You know? mm -hmm. And then yeah. you just keep going back and forth. And then maybe it's like, and then you, you get stuck again. And it's like, okay, what three things can happen now? Yeah. And walking away and tearing it up are never one of them. <laughs> yeah. By the way. <laughs> or but running away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the book, Painting the Landscape of Your Soul, there's a lot of exercises in there. And there's They're a great lot exercises, of, yeah. Thank you. You know, and so they, I kind of use that book as a book of, a, it's your own way of moving through the process. Mm -hmm. So we start with like call and response. And then we just keep moving through until the end, you're actually building energy. Because again, in that healing concept, first you have to clear Mm -hmm. Then you have to repair and then build yourself up again. So and and you also say repeatedly in there, um, this is just pain on paper. Right. It's just pain on right. paper. Right. Because the other thing about the artist thing mm -hmm. is art supplies are super expensive. Mm. You know, and so we we all get tripped up on a gazillion different reasons. But if you're using kids' paint, mm -hmm. tempera paint and cheap paper or paper bags like yeah. i've had people show up using old makeup and paper <laughs> bags wow you know it, it <clears throat> what you're using doesn't matter it's just mm -hmm. like however you can allow yourself to express mm -hmm. it's the creativity of it yeah. yeah and you know it's like i think if people go over to my website and just look at some of the videos you'll understand that this is really not about making something look like something it's really about the process mm -hmm. you know and i have paintings all around the place that i love and if i were to make them to be beautiful they would <laughs> fail miserably yeah. why i like them is they kind of come up and out from the deepest most beautiful places of my being to say hey <laughs> this is <laughs> what you need to know more so yeah you know and that's energy that's not about um a product that's about responding to the energy that came out as you did this process mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna ask you about a block what's with the cupcake <laughs> uh, well you know it's like your mind wants to kind of think about the cupcake mm -hmm. but what if you just it's a happy the, thing <laughs> yeah it's a happy thing you know yeah. it, it you know it's like uh, we think we receive information in so many different levels, right? You know, that, you know, the cupcake gets tossed out as a carrot <laughs> or, you know, it, you know, sometimes we're, we're getting distracted by different yeah. things. And that's right. why I like using three things, like mm -hmm. what three things, because one of It'll those is going to have that. more energy around yeah. it than the other. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I really do believe once you kind of throw that pebble into your unconsciousness that I call intention, yeah, it's like your body's like, hallelujah, she is paying attention. She is asking those kind of questions. After screaming in your ear for your life, yeah. Right. And as we really start getting, doing deep personal work, and some of you are new in this journey, and some of you are old hands at this journey, you all know that sometimes... It, you can you can get bumped and really shut down um, mm-hmm. because the I guess the stakes are higher. Your mind is like, oh no, we're not yeah. letting that yeah. go. Yeah. And it's like, okay. But when you recognize, I think you know, meditators say the very first thing you need to know is when you're turning away from X, mm-hmm. like when you're eating corn chips or cleaning your house or yeah. you know, putting things away. Or walking away from something, you know, often it's from fear, mm-hmm. you know, so what if you just stand in front of it? Like, and this is where it's just paint and paper. One yeah. more little story. Or, well, um, actually, like, you hold the story just a moment, but it, <laughs> I have one more thing to say, and then we've got to close, believe it or not already. But then I'm going to ask you to do the story. We'll continue a little bit. Okay. And and we'll, we can put it on the website or something. Okay. You know, but um, your your one of your friends said, ruin it and ruin it again. Right. Again, the freedom to create, that freedom right. that you right. don't get caught. But we do have to stop. I can't believe we have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so tell everybody where they can get hold of you and what you have going on. Okay. So um, com is where you can find all the amazingness of the embodied creative process. Mm-hmm. And um, in in the show notes, I believe that I'm also giving you um, the five steps to connecting into your heart's yes, which is kind of the steps that we were talking about today. And there's um, mm-hmm. actually a short meditation as part of that as well. Good. So you can get into that. And right now I'm doing a podcast calling Connect In that is part of this meandering that you heard today. (laughs) And I also have a membership that is called Creative Alchemy. And that is where once a month we gather, I hold the intention, we drop it in, we're all in a community. So that means the energy is more potent and powerful. And it's a lot easier to not walk away when your inner critic kicks in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a one out, it's a two hour drop in once a month. And we just explore different aspects of the creative process as a as a way of transforming great and this is all on your website it's all on my website great (laughs) hey thanks so much for being on the show i loved it it's been quite a journey and then we are going to the show goes off but you and i are going to keep talking and we'll put some of that on the website yeah beautiful thank you it's been really quite it's been fun, actually. It's, it's been great. I really yeah. enjoyed it and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.